Hello, Motown Philly family. You all need to know that this podcast is sponsored by The Speaker's Mechanic. The Speaker's Mechanic is a business enterprise of my co-host, Jason Hall, who is a communication skills coach, and he's also a published author of a book called A Vocal Owner's Manual. He works with professionals who are looking to improve their communication skills, and I guarantee you that if you work with him, he will improve yours. Check out his book on Amazon. Again, it's called A Vocal Owner's Manual, and you will be certain once you check him out to improve and get better because here at Motown Philly, that's what we're all about. And that's what his brand, The Speaker's Mechanic, is all about. Thanks so much for tuning in. And thanks to The Speaker's Mechanic for this sponsorship. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Motown Philly podcast. I'm your co-host, Tim Golden, here with my co-host, it's your boy, Jason Hall. What up, though? Man, what up, though? Jay, that's that Detroit colloquialism. Jason Hall is from Detroit. He's the Motown in Motown, Philly. Yours truly, Tim Golden, is from the city of brotherly love. So I'm the Philly in Motown, Philly. And you are our listening audience who is absolutely incredible so jason i know you want to tell people how thankful we are so why don't you go ahead and give up that gratitude my brother well if y'all didn't know gratitude is a hat that's one of the reasons why we do this particular short segment i am super grateful and i encourage you guys to be super grateful but what am i grateful about specifically i'm i'm grateful specifically about the listeners that tune in weekly and, and even on weekly, but to my, our regular and new listeners, listen, you are welcome here in this space. We want you here. We have topics that, that govern around connection and communication and community. We want to have and start conversations that have you be a part of them. So make sure you find yourself on Facebook and look in our Facebook group, Motown Philly Facebook group. And we are grateful for you guys. Listen to listen, listen to us weekly. And also don't forget to like share on all on all social platforms, but most importantly, podcasting platforms and leave a review. We love you guys. Yes, we do love y'all. Thank you, Jason, for that expression of gratitude. I'm telling y'all, if y'all know what's up, y'all will be listening to the Motown Philly podcast because we're trying to give y'all game. We're giving y'all game for free. The gratitude game is legit. Gratitude is the best medicine. Listen, y'all, we up here on episode 34 of the Motown Philly podcast for 34 weeks straight. That's right. You heard it. 34 weeks straight. Jason Hall and I have been dropping content and we got guests. We had a a unbelievable guest Mm -hmm. last week. Listen, y'all just stay with us. Just hang in there with us. It's just going to keep getting sweeter and sweeter and sweeter from here. But yo, let's get right into it today. Let's do it. Because today we have a topic and our topic today is the friend zone. The friend zone, the dreaded friend zone. Yeah, that's right. We're taking on the friend zone today. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention 
that it's because this we're doing this topic because of the high level of engagement that you all gave us in the Motown Philly podcast Facebook group. We want to thank you for all of your responses and comments and the people who liked and engaged with it and who really took us seriously. So we're based on that level of engagement. Here we are today talking about the friend zone. So Jason, I want to begin today with a simple, a simple thesis. What you got? What you got? Jay. I want to know what you got. I want you to comment on it. Well, I'm going to I'm going to state the thesis and then I'm going to to elaborate a little bit. Then I'm going to ask you for your comments. Now, listen, here's a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Jason and I are men. Right. So we're going to be talking about the friend zone from the male point of view. Mm-hmm. Also understand that there may be some guys who put women in the friend zone. Right. We understand that. We acknowledge that. We can only talk about things from our perspective, right? That's where right. we have the most credibility. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there and you're thinking about, well, why aren't they addressing this angle? Why aren't they addressing that angle? We're only human. So mm-hmm. we're going to address things based on our experience. But by all means, as you listen, we want you to think about other ways, other angles, other experiences, and then go over to the Motown Philly podcast Facebook group and share your points of view. That's sure. what we're here for. Sure. So here's my here's my thesis, Jason. <clears throat> the friend zone is not for friends. Ooh, wait a minute. Say that again. The friend zone is not for friends. Okay, break that down. Unpack it. As, as I said in the, my Motown Philly podcast Facebook post, if you are really her friend, you are not in the friend zone because the friend zone isn't for friends. Instead, the friend zone is, and I believe this is a quote from a phrase that I use in defining the friend zone in my post in the Motown Philly podcast Facebook group. The friend zone is a quote, relentless orbit of rejection. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> it's a relentless orbit of rejection. And what I mean by that is as a man, if you don't have the emotional intelligence, talk to, about it. To take a woman's no for an answer and manage your emotions accordingly and terminate them if they're romantic if you're unable to do that then i suspect that the friend zone is where you will wind up and what you will do is because you because you couldn't terminate your feelings for her you will cost yourself a potential friend because what you're going to end up doing is hanging around in this orbit, kind of like how planets revolve around the sun, right? You're going to be stuck in this orbit, but you're never going to get closer. You're going to go around and around 
and you're going to do things for her and you're going to do this for her and you're going to call her and you're going to text her and you're going to completely abandon all manner of integrity and honesty with yourself and instead of seeing things as they really are you're going to see them as you want them to be meanwhile she has absolutely no interest in you that's being in the friend zone but think about it jason what happens to our healthy brothers out there what happens when you're able to say oh okay you're not interested well sure call her bluff and say you know what i'm about to squash my you don't have to say this to her but you say it to yourself because the most important conversations you have right are the ones we have with ourselves right some time ago i talked about important conversations in the context of an emotionally abusive relationship that i had with an older sibling and those conversations that i had that led to the restoration of what is now a beautiful sibling relationship weren't conversations that I had to have with him. They were conversations that I had to have with me, right? right? And so if you're able to have a conversation with yourself long enough to say, and, and be mature enough to say, you know what, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna call her bluff and take her at her word. I am not, I'm no longer interested in her that way. And I'm just gonna be her friend. Then all of a sudden, now what that means is you're not going to be hanging around right you're not going to put yourself in the relentless orbit of rejection because what you're going to do is really be her friend and if you can do that you're not in the friend zone what are your thoughts i like what you said i like i like i liked just about everything you said um the part where you recently said the conversation that we're having with ourselves when when that person when she says no you're able to make a decision something a very decisive intentional train of thought if you will that says i am not going to be interested meaning that you have a choice to be interested in someone and to be interested in someone is to is to deliberately focus attention so the opposite of having interest in someone is to change that focus with decisive movements and activities and behaviors from that person not as if you hate that person but in regards to normalizing yourself and that person in your views and your consciousness and your perspective towards that person so you're not orbiting if you will to use your language which i really love that individual um i think the conversation can flow farther down the stream of this podcast as to are there and i think it's a question we might have to touch on are there individuals who friend zone who were in the friend zone that ever broke through and that is that a is that a um and it's some type of what's the word is that like something that happens like as a one-off or just it's an infrequent occurrence or is it something that can be very arbitrary arbitrary as to what happens but the point is this the friend zone if it might if the friend zone can be a very not so comfortable uh 
place to be because there's always hopeful feelings like you said of wanting to be with somebody however there is constant rejection and i can i think i can i can speak for well-intended individuals in both parties that i don't think the rejections are like intentionally hurtful they're just that person is just not choosing you how you wish they would so in essence they are rejections but because you're choosing to be in that space and and hold a type of engagement where you are hopeful of something to happen and this person is choosing them and their own intentions and desires i mean uh, as far as relationship goes, as far as connection goes, you know, I, she, that person might not want to connect with you in that way, but you're there for it all. <laughs> uh, that, yes, they will inevitably be rejections that one experiences. So it's, it's not a real fun place to be. My, my question to you, if you're not a friend, if you're not, if you are, if you're not a friend, no, if you're, yeah. So if you're in the friend zone and you're not really a friend, what are you? You are a limerent person who lacks the ability for a sufficient amount of self-love to stop rejecting yourself. Okay, stay there, stay there. Cause I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. What the heck is a limerent person, right? And if you're not a friend and you're a quote unquote limerent person, what is your, do you have a type of friendship with that person? Like, can two things in this instance exist at one time? Because maybe that person sees you as I don't know, a friend or friendly? Are you an associate? You know, we have these labels for relationships, especially platonic relationships. If you're not a friend, what are you? It's something to explore, I believe. But first of all, what is a limerent? What is limerent? And then maybe we can figure out what is a limerent person. Okay. One, uh, limerence, L-I-M-E-R-E-N-C-E. Again, L-I-M-E-R-E-N-C-E. Limerence is an emotional dysfunction that is essentially glorified infatuation. It is when one falls in love with the idea of being with another person romantically and the push for this person is so strong that it comes off to the individual as love, but it isn't really love because it's not reciprocal. It is a state, limerence is a state of hoping, of wishing, I'm gonna step on some toes now, of praying, uh-huh. of fasting, of desiring, for someone to reciprocate your emotions for them and it never happened. That's what limerence is. And psychologists tell us 
that limerence can last in some really bad cases for decades. Wow. There are some people who have been limerent for 20 years or more. So let's say boy meets girl, boy likes girl, girl does not like boy, boy is in a limerent state and he is hoping, he's wishing, all the while doing things for this person with the hope of having their feelings reciprocated. Mm. Uh, Maybe going and picking them up and giving them rides when they need it. And listen, we're not here to demonize women. You'll never hear me and Jason do that. The point I want to make here that has to be made, Jason, is one that you made excellently, which is it isn't that the other person that the woman is rejecting the guy. What makes it a relentless orbit of rejection isn't so much that the woman is rejecting the guy, but that the guy is rejecting himself. Wow. Because instead of turning all of that energy toward himself inward and maybe taking up a hobby working out a little more and i and let me interject not just the, in addition to the energy the word interest that's the word that you use the interest like our interest is outward and when they say no we have to govern it and turn it back inward yes exactly jason man we have to be healthy enough and women too again we can mm-hmm. only speak from our perspective but you have to be healthy enough to turn that interest toward yourself. Mm-hmm. So what makes it a what makes it the a, a relentless orbit of rejection is that rather than give yourself that attention, you are giving that attention, that energy, and that interest to someone who doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To someone who's not interested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the more you do that the more you are rejecting yourself. Mm-hmm. So you put yourself in a relentless orbit. I should I should qualify it now, Jason. Mm-hmm. It's a relentless orbit of self-rejection. Mm-hmm. This is why we explore the topic to yes, evolve man. our language yes, about yes. the topic. So so when when you're limerent, right you're in the friend zone limerence is also probably deeply connected to codependency mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. this desire for external affirmation mm-hmm. this oh my gosh i don't want to be alone why don't you want to be alone because i don't want to be with myself because you don't want to be with yourself and you don't want to be with yourself why because you keep rejecting yourself If you really wanted to be with yourself, you would take all that energy and all that effort that you're directing toward the L.O., the limerent object. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lingo with limerence, right? Yeah. The person who's limerent and then the woman would be the limerent object, right? right? The parlance of the psychological parlance of limerence, right? Mm -hmm. And, And so the point here, though, Jay, and I think we're 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 coming to it in a good way, is that A, that's what limerence is, mm-hmm. right? Is a, a, a desire for reciprocity a, a perpetually unfulfilled desire for reciprocity that is based on a pattern of self-rejection that leaves 
in in the case we're talking about that leaves a man basically not only without the woman that he wants which is not her fault nope he is he is not only left without the woman that he wants he is left without himself which is literally nowhere so this is my question two questions that comes out of what you're saying tim what is why is how can a man or woman do their best to bring that in and to identify that like in real time at times and bring like what do they have to do like to do in order to cultivate a type of self-love a type of self-consideration like how do they they're feeling the rejection okay and it's just like whoa maybe we're giving language to to a feeling and experience that some of our listeners are are going through and it's like what how do i now now that they can i maybe identify it like how do they how do they reel it in number one and then here's here's another crux and you might want to tackle them in two different ways or in two different uh, spaces what is the difference between limerence and infatuation because in some of your description limerence can sound and does sound like infatuation and we know in fact i my my common knowledge of infatuation is similar to the fact that there is an object there is a person there's a woman who i like and i'm very infatuated i'm in some ways mildly obsessed with this individual and it's it's coming off inside of me as if it's there could be some love undertones of especially if she were to to reciprocate that level of like as well so so what would be the difference between infatuation and and limerence in your opinion so you can be infatuated with a stranger right everybody's got a celebrity crush right you could be infatuated with a certain female celebrity and you could say wow she's really beautiful she makes my heart skip a beat that's infatuation right you it's it's somebody you're in love you might be in love purely with how the person looks or if it was a stronger case of infatuation maybe it's someone who you actually met and you're in love with the idea of being in love that's what the problem with online dating apps right you see these pictures of people and what you really fall in love with is the picture you don't really fall in love with the person Mm -hmm. you have a vision of a person based upon a profile right so you fall in love with the profile but you don't really fall in love with the person and that's if you're in love with a profile or if you're in love with a face or if you're in love with a certain body part that's not love that's infatuation I think the difference between infatuation and limerence is that infatuation, you're almost self-aware that it's not going to happen, right? You sort of know that it's not going to happen. With limerence, you may know that it's not going to happen, but you don't, uh, I shouldn't say that. With limerence, you don't necessarily entertain um, the idea of it not happening you relentlessly hope and wish for it to happen and 
you act on those hopes and those wishes in a way that you think might turn the person around to get them to reciprocate how you feel about them. So you might, they might be in a financial jam. You might give them money. And when you give it to them, uh, all they're going to say is thank you. They try to pay you back. You say, oh, no, you don't have to pay me back. That's okay. And then they say, okay, well, thanks. I really appreciate that. And then, you know, five, six months go by and you don't hear from them. And you mad. Right. 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 And you mad. Right. So that's key, the key is you mad. <laughs> you mad. And you need to be, you don't need to be mad at her. You need to be mad at yourself. Right. right. Because you are in a relentless orbit of self rejection. You are, you are putting yourself to the side in the interest of hoping that someone will turn around when that person has no interest in you whatsoever in that way so but let's let's so let's talk about this jason mm -hmm. one of the reasons i think is so important to to understand the friend zone in this way is because when we do that we actually become healthier so some people some of our listeners might be thinking well wait a minute y'all suppose you do terminate your romantic feelings for her and you decide to be her friend and she ghosts you and you never hear from her again there's no skin off your back you're good right you want you, something, you wanted something more you wanted something more than than a friendship anyway and she said right. no and if she said no then it's it's cool you don't have to you don't have to like her like that anymore right if in fact if you don't like her like that anymore if you're able to control your emotions and and essentially terminate your feelings for her what do you care if she's not interested in being friends so you called her bluff on it and she wasn't interested again it's no skin off your back you can just move on but the thought, the thought, the good, another healthy thought that lines up with that is just like, I mean, if you're loving on yourself, it's like, um, her loss, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. In a and, good and, way is her loss. Like I'm a good person. Like she's missing yeah. out on, she's missing out on a great, you know, a great friend and a great person, um, that maybe you can have somewhat, somewhat of a closer relationship with. So that's exactly right and so what ends up happening if she does really want to be friends now you got a friend right let's but let's 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 stir the pot a little bit now you're her friend and you you are genuinely her friend and let's say y'all do things that friends do you hang out you 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 meet she introduces you to her friends y'all genuinely become friends and then maybe she starts feeling you romantically in a way that you are no longer feeling her because you were able to control your emotions. Mm -hmm. What does a man, what is the healthiest move for a man to make in that situation, Jason? I think the conversation and the decision starts with where that man is. I don't think necessarily because now she becomes uh, available or she makes herself available in the fact that she's now admitting something new, maybe that she's feeling that she likes you. 
uh, of course, you and I think and believe and have heard likes begat like begats like. like. Oh, you like me now, and I like you, and now what's next? It's. I don't think it should necessarily be like that with two healthy adults. I think if it somehow came back around full circle, I think it's you since that one point of that person telling you no. I would believe. I just believe this about healthy individuals or people who strive to be healthy as possible on a daily basis. Like if you, if that's who you are, you also strive to grow. You strive to grow and be different. You strive to grow and which makes you to be a different person than you were the day before. So if you become, if you are growing and you're not the same person that you were, that means when you asked, and she told you no and time went on things inside of you and around you should and should have changed your thinking your experiences how you relate to people how you relate to that person so when now she's available she ain't she she ain't talking to the old person she was talking to because you have now new experiences new insights new growth and new development it's not a no-brainer for me at least i think it should be for most people who are healthy to be like as opposed to be like because you're on i'm on no let me and it's not a play it's not, i don't think it's a game either it's a sincere okay it's cool especially it's cool that you like me but it's not an immediate yes i need to check in with myself and have some healthy conversations with myself to see if if this could be viable because then i thought it was but i am not the same person that i was then now so i have to i have to accept this information of you liking me to see that it now aligns with who i am today because who i am today if you seek growth and healthiness should not be the person who you were when you were making decisions yesterday, the week before, the month before, or the year before, even if the same circumstances seemingly are at your feet today. You feel me? Oh, I feel you. I'm picking <laughs> up what you putting down and just got to let our listening audience know that we got to take a brief break to let you all know a few things that are going on here in the Motown Philly family. Let you know some things that people are saying about the Motown Philly podcast. And on the other side of that message, we will be right back because this conversation is straight up juicy. See y'all in a few minutes. Jay, people out here talking about us, man. They out here. They out here talking about us and they saying good things. Here's a five star review from Apple Podcasts. The subject is titled, the review is titled Right on Time. Quote, I am thoroughly enjoying the Motown Philly podcast. Dr. Tim and Jason have great chemistry and their content is what's needed in this space. Love the transparency and the topics. Please give them a listen. You won't be disappointed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to this reviewer, Sir Sharp. Thank you, sir. We love you and we appreciate you. And y'all who are listening to this, I'm telling you, 
get yourself on Apple Podcasts and write a review. Listen, so, Tim, look, I have one. I got one. Can I? Can I get? Can I go? I got one. Yeah, share the love, Jay. Listen, listen so I we we I found another one, and this one this one's good. Refreshing information. Five star review on this particular one by Honey Dip Thirty Four. Chick, you know who that might be? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but listen, this sound real sweet though. I sound real sweet. This is what Honey Dip says. It is awesome to hear men discussing real topics in a mature manner. This is for the grown and the sexy crowd. Good man. job, Tim and Jason. Man, I'll take that. I'll take that any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Listen, guys, we want you guys to go to Apple's specifically and write a review if you're listening to this we're encouraging you to go to apple and write a review for us that would be great write a review for us and for those of you who are listening for the first time that's just something a little something to let you know what kind of content we're dishing out here at motown philly listen jason and i are here to stay we're not going anywhere. This podcast space is a space for us to engage the culture and to leave the world, to help to leave the world in a little bit of a better condition than when we found it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for your reviews. Thank you for your support. Jay, I love you, and I am absolutely in love with our Motown Philly listening family. All right, here we are back with the Motown Philly podcast. So Jason, before we took our break, you were talking about, you were addressing my question about the scenario in which a guy is mature enough, checks in with himself enough to terminate his romantic attraction to a woman. He actually becomes her friend. They start hanging out. They get to know each other as friends. They are friends. They may even talk to one another about other relationships that they have with other people or other dates that they've been on with other people. Mm -hmm. Why? Because that's one of the things that friends do. And then one day she comes out and she says, you know, I have feelings for you. And I think before the break, you were saying that before you make a move on that, situation you have to check in with yourself because you are not the same person if you've really made healthy moves you're you've grown and you're not the same person who had a romantic interest in her so you have to check in with yourself to see if that's going to work is that an accurate description of where you definitely 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 and yeah i was thinking like what's your take what's your thought i mean wow so yeah i mean those are so what I think is that's a very healthy course of action. I think that when you look at this situation from that angle, you have to raise that question with yourself and you have to say, is this viable for me now? Right. And it can't be. Here's a couple things, folks. When you're friends with her, you're really friends with her. You don't drop any hints. You don't drop any suggestions. You don't you don't jump at the opportunity to do things with her just because she wants to do them. Because if you're really her friend and if you're really healthy, you have already let go of those feelings. Right. Right. 
And if that's what you have sincerely done, then when she tells you that, let's assume that you sit in the time since you were interested in her, you don't have a romantic part. It is not the time to jump into a relationship with her just because you don't have a relationship with anyone else. Mm -hmm. Remember, mm -hmm. we don't live in an avoidance mindset in the Motown Philly podcast family. We live in a, in a mindset of affirmation. A relationship should never be because of something else that you don't have. Right. Because now you're just trying to avoid being by yourself. The, yeah, I was going to ask you, what would be the avoidance? If the avoidance would be... The avoidance, avoidance would be, well, I ain't with nobody else and I don't want to be alone, so I'm going to just, you know, go ahead and guess yeah, she's interested. In, and the fact of the matter is, you might not really even like her that much no more. <laughs> right? And, and so you have to ask yourself these questions. The healthy move is, like Jason said, I think, check in with yourself. And if you can think of something affirmative about her that is still romantically likable and you can see her adding value to your life, then you might want to consider it. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of work to be done before you get to that conclusion, because if you're really going to live with integrity, Integrity means a relentless interrogation of our motives at every turn. Why am I doing this? Do I really like her like that now? Am I just doing this because I don't want to be alone? Right? These are all the kinds of questions that you have to ask yourself. And I think that's what it's about if you're trying to be a healthy person. Yeah, totally. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So... I yeah, I'm thinking about how else, how else do we kind of peel apart this this particular? Because I, I think it has more 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 angles to it. Absolutely, absolutely, it has lots of angles to it. Again, I, I want to stress that there's nothing wrong with not being interested in somebody. You can't make yourself be interested in somebody for whatever reason it is. Maybe sure. it's they're not physically your type. Maybe you just I don't know. It doesn't matter. But the fact of the matter is you need to be healthy enough to accept yourself. And when you're healthy enough to accept yourself, it really doesn't matter. You know, confidence is walking into a room and or somebody who's not confident walks into a room and says, I, you know, I wonder if they're going to like me. Confidence walks into a room and says, regardless of whether or not they like me, I'm good. Because I like me. Because I like me. I like me, so I'm good no matter what happens. Right. I think now, Jason, I, I think now, because I'm about to say it, and I don't want to say it again without an explanation. You may have heard Jason and I on previous podcasts say the statement, I love myself. This is a good place to... to it's a good yeah. place to do that. I want to turn... I want to turn the mic over to Jason for a minute to give us a context for why we say that and where this where this statement came from and how we've incorporated into what we do here at Motown Philly. Go ahead, Jay. Given my personal experience about this phrase that you and that you guys have heard Tim and I, especially to our regular listeners, uh, we give a phrase every now and again saying, I love myself, right? Uh, 
for those of you guys have been listening you've heard that new people y'all y'all are hearing it for the first time tim and i say this um a few times in our in our latest episodes i love myself and it for me it has come through a journey a continual journey of self-discovery which is something i think that we all should be on um each and every day especially as a community of of listeners of this particular podcast motown philly like we are in a continual exploration of learning who we are so we can be better and one of the things that happened to me rather recently was i was i was studying some some financial literature uh that was um broadcast on social media and i got interested in a certain person who was saying this one phrase i love myself um his name is umar clark he actually you guys look him up he actually teaches about um he teaches about consumer law um tim's a lawyer so tim has his own opinions about him but the, here's here's what is true here's what is true um Umar Clark is he's he is Muslim or he practices a Muslim religion and he it was different for me for him to come on the microphone or to come on social media and say I love myself and then he would say whatever he would have to say in teaching his his listeners or his followers things that he was learning and helping people to kind of get out of their own way when it comes to financing finances and credit and he was he was like showing results of those who would follow him and those who signed up for his course and things of that nature so i got interested in it but i got even more interested as what is dude is saying I, why do i love myself well here's the thing that i've learned in culture in this american culture as black and brown people and also being in the church and being from a coming from a religious background, we often learn things like this. Tim, you might have to help me with, but it, it comes it comes in mind of almost, and and I want to say this respectfully because I know that there are people who 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 love God, who are Christians and of faith, who listen to this. And I'm not saying this to be shaming and to be denigrating because I've come from that space of christendom if you will or um uh christian background and, and religious background but we have been we have been taught in that environment along with society um to to understand as black and brown people and as christians we should we should think of ourselves last we should be very sacrificial to who we are whether it's our spouse whether it's to the person on the street or whether it's to our family. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't. I want you to hear this in a proper context. And I think we're, hopefully this conversation, Tim and I can mold and fashion that you truly understand. I don't want you to be sticklers on every word and hang on every word that I'm saying, but I'm trying to mold a conversation of understanding that there is another side of the coin of properly caring for yourself. And coming from the environment of the society we've grown into as black and brown people in this country and how they preached against hating your own skin. And Malcolm X used to talk about this often. 
um, in a lot of his lectures that he gave is that we were taught to hate ourselves. And in a lot of times as Christians um, and coming from a religious space, we're taught to not to not trust ourselves and to 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 hate ourselves and not and not to rely on ourselves, not to really. Tr- yeah, not to trust, our, not to really trust ourselves and, and not to really understand that there are some good things too that comes from who we are because i do believe like it does say in the in, in scripture that we were born we were we were made in his image we were made in the image of god so if we were also made in his image but we're we're filthy dung as the bible does say like our righteousness is of, as of filthy rags so everything that our best work is our actually our worst work it's just like you're, you're in this dichotomy of like who am i right <laughs> and it's just like how do what do i like let me just not trust myself and not rely on my own heart because my heart is desperately wicked right tim <laughs> and it's like who can who can know it so you come from that environment outside pressure of society and this this racist uh system world that we uh um uh society that we live in in america and then you go into a religious space uh of church and it's just like you suck (laughs) and it's just like you you whether inadvertently or unconsciously it seeps into your pores and then you start living that out and thinking that out and reasoning it out having the conversations that self dialogue to yourself you you get a lot of beating up on yourself right and you don't really so how can you grow to love yourself in this in in this type of environment and i really just started thinking about that thing like oh like i i do love myself like i do want to have a knowledge of myself to know that to know that i am okay i do have some things that are about me that i'm still working on and helping to be better whether i'm praying about it whether i'm i'm learning about it whether i'm practicing trying to practice new behaviors or digging to the digging to the depths of it by going to a counselor going to a therapist like unrooting some unprocessed pain and trauma in my life let's let's do some work here let and and understanding when i do that i become a better person so when i choose to love myself i now begin to make decisions for myself that are not detrimental to myself because i'm always going to believe this one thing and we've heard it time and time again in these past five to ten years if you if if when you go on a plane and they and they give the emergency talk they often say put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you even put it on your spouse or your kid that is ludicrous but it's not because if you can't help yourself first how can you ever help the person next to you if you don't have breath and oxygen to function and breathe which is a natural system in order to have life how can you help adequately the person who's sitting next to you who you love dearly so you you have to put put attention and care for yourself and set up proper boundaries tim helped to shape this conversation so so when you heard the brother say i love myself (laughs) it it shadowed as the christian hymn says 
it shadowed a dry, thirsty land. Mm. And the land was dry and thirsty because on every side, we are confronted with a pessimistic anthropology, a pessimistic understanding of ourselves that is actually contrary to a presupposition of self-care in the two great commandments. The first great, the greatest commandment is love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind. And the second is like unto it, love thy neighbor as thy what? Self. Self. In other words, if you, there are some people who I do not want to love me the way they love themselves. Right. Right. Because if you love me the way you love yourself, I will be neglected, rejected, and show enough disrespected. <laughs> so if you neglect, reject, and disrespect yourself, then you can't love the neighbor. You can't love adequately. The neighbor, the neighbor love is predicated upon a presupposition that one love themselves. I love myself. Say it with me, Motown Philly family. Where you at in the car? You putting clothes in the dry? Uh You got dinner on the stove? Just stop for a second and say, I love myself. And feel that thing. And feel that thing. Feel it and feel it and believe it because that's what we want you to do here at Motown Philly. This is no this is no hocus pocus. This is an actual affirmation that translates into a pattern of healthier behavior that can force you to look at a friend zone situation. Brothers, I'm talking to you. Sisters, I'm talking to you too, right? Because there's a lot of women out here who might like dudes and dudes who know that will exploit women Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. sometimes a dude might not be exploiting a woman but a woman because she has expectations can put herself in the same situation as the guy in in a lot of situations it's no it's not the guy's fault that he doesn't like you anymore that it's the girl's fault that she doesn't like you right Mm -hmm. i don't want to get caught up in this thing where men are more devious or women are more i'm not going down that rabbit hole we're not doing that here motown philly this ain't the gender war is over okay i'm not fighting none of them battles right all i'm saying is when you develop healthier patterns of self-love you are less likely to Put yourself in a relentless orbit of self-rejection. You know why? Because all of that energy you're turning inward to yourself. Right. Why? Because you love yourself. Right? And again, some folks, Jason, I know some folks, man, if you say you're gonna love me like you love yourself, I'm out, I'm gonna sprint in the other direction. Because I, I, I don't want parts of it. Yeah. I just think that someone i think i want i hope that people are really hearing what we're saying and what you're saying like when tim says if some if you are going to love me like you love you and you don't really love yourself adequately you're not going to love me adequately therefore i am sprinting 
here's the thing a lot of us haven't really been taught how to love ourselves now we're not we're there's there's a place for what tim and i have heard and in religious circles and uh, in in just that environment that there's such a, such a thing as sacrificial love the greatest of sacrificial love tim and i would would say that that's christ and he can only pull it off perfectly like we don't we can't do perfect love let's just let's just throw it out there but in order for us to do a more healthy love it starts with us getting to know ourselves our foibles our the things that are are that can be dysfunctional and pathological and when we're able to heal and process those things better we're able to help other people better because now we don't have the blind spots that we did so we can see our not just ourselves better so that we can see others better when they're in pain and we can also know when someone is trying to infringe on us because when we allow person after person and people after pe people to infringe on who we are, we become less of ourselves. Therefore, we become less effective in what we do in life. And that's why self-love is so important. It is a barrier and a boundary. Tim, talk, Tim and I talk about the community when you're having that self-conversation, communication, connection, and community with yourself to guard against infringement or abuse like i think putting yourself in the friend zone can be self-harming and abusive not because that person has bad intentions but because you are abusing yourself and you do not even know it the question that i asked you before is how does a person get themselves out of that loop of limerence you you get yourself out of the loop by doing the best you can to turn your attention and your interest and your energy inward towards yourself that's the best way out of it and what that may mean maybe you've been in friend zone for years maybe the person has grown accustomed to you being around Sometimes you may have to go no contact. Yes, I'm talking about. I, so I, what I'm not talking about is ghosting. What I am talking about is making a healthy move mm -hmm. for yourself, not at the expense of another person. But instead of continuing to hurt yourself, there's times when you have to cut people away from your life, mm -hmm. not with malice, not with ill will, because remember, cutting the person off and going no contact has nothing to do with that person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with you. Yeah. Are you healthy enough to say, I've had it. This is not going to change. Why am I, why am I consistently neglecting myself? Why am I rejecting myself? Why am I allowing myself to be disrespected? Or why am I just, I'm sorry, not allowing myself. I didn't, I didn't say that right. Why am I disrespecting myself in this way? 
Because remember, she's not rejecting you. She's not neglecting you. She's not disrespecting you. Instead, you are doing all of those things to yourself. And you have to ask yourself, at what point does this stop? So the move that you're making is not a move of hostility toward her. It's a move of love toward yourself. Yes, yes. I love myself. I love myself. True. That's what you have to understand. This has nothing to do. See, there's a lot of, listen, there's a lot of dangerous stuff out there on the internet. A lot of dangerous stuff on social media, in these red pill spaces, a lot of dudes and even if it's not a red pill, red pill space, I hear Steve Harvey say a lot of the time, oh, man and a woman can't be friends. Man and a woman can't be friends. Whatever. Listen, let me tell you something. Men are suffering from loneliness and a lack of friendship nowadays at unprecedented levels. Very if, you, if you are a man, understand, if you really love yourself, understand that you need friends wherever you can find them so what you liked her and she didn't like you back say that again don't go don't run past that say that again right you as a man you need to take friends wherever you can find them Mm -hmm. and so what she didn't like you back how about loving yourself enough to rise above your emotions genuinely cultivate a friendship with her and if she don't want to do that then she was then that's her lack of integrity not yours right right? but here's what you're not going to do you're not going to engage in a pattern of self-rejection and put yourself in the friend zone and allow yourself to experience neglect and disrespect and rejection at the hands of the person looking at you in the mirror so i like what you said and let me say this i like what you said because you said something that i don't think we've said yet thus yet and i don't think is the pervading thought to this friend zone thing she didn't put you in the friend zone say that again she didn't put you in the friend zone you put yourself right or wrong that's exactly right jason you put yourself there because if you really her friend that's not where you're gonna be I think, and, and it's nobody's fault but yours that you're there. I think it's high time that the notion of male emotional incompetence die, and it dies here at the Motown Ooh, Philly yeah. podcast. Yeah, I love myself. I love myself. You gonna hear us say it all the time now. We just might bust out in the mid sentence and say, "I love myself," but y'all know what it is now, so y'all understand. Because I'm hoping right now that somebody is cooking dinner and they just blurt out, "I love myself," and your significant other and your kids looking at you like, "What's wrong with you?" And ain't nothing. Just say, "I love myself." Listen, I'm already, I'm already thinking. Like the title, the title. We know what the title is. Like, yeah, French friend zone and friend zone and communication but let's 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 call it what it is friend zone i love myself and communication they just gotta like this is the point of reference y'all need to understand that i love myself not just for tim and jason is a coming out not for us it's for y'all when you hear this i'm telling you say that to yourself out loud 
And it's going to feel slightly uncomfortable because of what I and Tim said earlier. We the disposition of 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 our culture, whether religious or 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 just on the outside of what religion is secular, if you will, outside um, the, the culture, if you will, society and the systems that work within and without. We Say were it. not taught. We were not taught to love ourselves and loving ourselves. What is that? What? Well, what does that mean? Or what does that look like? I think it, it's a, it's an extreme awareness whether you're working on that yourself or you're acting actively bringing people in to your life to help you look at things that are doing that are healthy and unhealthy about yourself and becoming a better person so we're gonna say it so this is this is this is this is the i love myself episode and that's right and I, don't, I don't want that's right jason say it brother and i don't want nobody walking away from this being mad at a woman or a man because they're not feeling you the way you're feeling them. This is not about other people. This is not about hostility. You're not, you're, nobody owes you anything. You're not entitled to anyone's romantic time and attention. That's later for all that. Right. You know, you know what, you know whose attention you are entitled to? Your own. Pay some attention to yourself. And again, I just, you know, I said, I told you all at the beginning, there was a caveat. We're going to talk about this from a certain paradigm of a man being interested in a woman and getting put in the friend zone. But of course, we acknowledge it happens the other way around. Mm -hmm. It absolutely happens that we can't talk about it from that perspective because we're not women. So we, I'm sure there's other podcasts in which women have discussed this same issue from their point of view. So that's cool too. So listen, Jason, there's an observation I wanted to make about okay. this this desperately desperately bad. I don't know, I don't think desperately is the right word. This woeful perception mm-hmm. of humanity that has been cultivated in religious spaces, in Christian spaces. And I wonder if part of the reason for that is because some people in Christian spaces want to demonize the things that they don't think they can have. And so in order to do that, they create what the German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche would call an imaginary revenge. And they make everything healthy, like self-love, something demonic. And they make it demonic and they say to sell, I'm not worth this, I'm not worth that. And all the while, here it is, God created us in his image. Here it is. We have these interpretations of the Christ figure that say things like Jesus suffered, so we have to suffer too. I don't really think it works that way, Jason. I think Jesus, I don't think Jesus suffered to help us suffer. I think he suffered so we don't have to. Right. Or to I mean, encourage us to suffer. 
And so I wonder sometimes how Christianity and the emergence of Christian morality in Western civilization has been used or misused to cultivate a false sense of virtue in a certain kind of monastic asceticism and excessive self-denial and excessive self-negation that lionizes and makes heroic this denial of basic human needs that rightly understood are the baseline for good health but in that contorted prism of reality where people are trying to make themselves righteous by self-denial they become something evil the demonization of self yeah i mean nobody's here to here's the other point to be made jason and i are not talking about an unbridled narcissistic egoism that is not healthy self-care that's not what we're talking about right the healthy person that we're talking about will love themselves as a means to the end of healthy relationships with others so a healthy sense of self-love will be characterized by the very things that are absent from narcissism and egotism it's going to be characterized by a concern for others by empathy Mm -hmm. right by compassion compassion by understanding right that's what we're talking about lack of judgment lack of shaming because right because those things are present and when someone's not feeling the judgment and the shame that makes our plight more of the same now i can relate therefore i can connect and now we can have community come on yes this now we can have because we had good communication now we can have connection now we can have community now we can be healthy and do this thing called life together Together. that's where we are listen can you go through life by yourself you can but it's not gonna be healthy right why go through life by yourself when you could actually have friends right as a man living in 2023 i'm just gonna be vulnerable and transparent i'm gonna be real with you i struggle with loneliness mm-hmm. i really do mm-hmm. i have my 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 life is full of uh, so many friendship and as it comes to when it comes to friendship my life is a veritable embarrassment of riches yeah the only problem is none of my friends are close by all my friends are a plane ride or a very long drive away from me right right? and it i'm lonely not because i don't have friends i'm lonely for the most part because i can't contact my friends and i struggle listen this is not a linear process somebody out there listening to this is going to look up limerence jason and they're going to do a self-diagnosis and they're going to realize I've been trying to get at this chick for three, four years, and this is what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. I've been liking this guy for two years, and this is what I'm doing? Right, right, right. I love myself. Man, listen to me. Y'all listening out there, look, take care of yourselves. Love yourself. And understand, don't let anything shame you. We're not talking about 
the zero-sum game. Because, see, here's the game of unbridled egoism and narcissism. It's a zero-sum game. I win, you lose. Right? No No in between. There's no in between. And here's the thing. That's not what we're talking about. So, again, I said I struggle with loneliness, and I want y'all to know, I'm going to put this out there, this kind of thing, that we, this journey toward all the stuff we're talking about, it's not linear. Right. It's not sequential. It's not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It takes a series of investments, and it's going to take a series of setbacks. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take more investment and more setbacks. Right. But guess what? The more you work at it, the better you're going to get. And we're all in this journey together. So people, y'all out there who are listening, just understand that there's no shame in being where you are. If you look up and you see yourself and you begin to understand yourself as limerent and you begin to understand yourself in that unhealthy capacity, the first conversation you need to have with yourself is one in which you don't exhibit shame and judgment on you. Oh, man, that's so that's so good. Say that again. Don't exhibit shame and judgment on you. I love myself. Yeah, man. I love myself. Like, be be okay with where you are. Be okay with where you are, but just we just want you to be healthy enough to recognize that that you don't that you don't want to stay there. Yeah, you don't have, and you don't have to be right. Be okay and healthy where you are. You don't have to stay there, and you can you can move you can pivot you don't have to stay there you got y'all got friends y'all got family and listen if y'all don't have friends and family nowhere else y'all know once a week something is coming from motown philly that's going to be a blessing in your life something is coming that's going to hit you right where you hit you right hit that's going to hit the spot and it's going to help you uplift yourself because that's what we do here jay that's what we do here in motown philly we uplift one another Right, that's what our community is about. You know, we're not going to agree on everything, and Jason and I are perfect. I don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. I, I'm far from having it all together. I got stuff I'm dealing with right now, trying to figure out in my life. But you know what? I'm gonna keep trying, and the more I try, the better I get at it. And you know, we'll just keep going from there. So, Motown Philly, we love ourselves and we love y'all. Y'all are part of our family, man. Listen. Wow. What a conversation, Jay. I love it. Love every I loved every second of it. Man, listen, Jay, tell the folks where they can find you, man. Listen, you guys can find me on Instagram at the speakers mechanic. You can find me on LinkedIn at Jason Hall um, Communication Skills Coach. If you did not know, I am a com communication skills coach for professionals and business owners and those who are trying to have a better and a more effective speech skill when it comes to what they do for a living or what they sell or how that they could be more effective and impactful in those that are in their environment tim golden where in the world can we find you Y'all can find me on the gram, IG, at a good golden man. You can find me on Twitter at DRTJGoldenESQ. And you can find me on Facebook at Tim Golden in Walla Walla, Washington. Three things in life are certain death, taxes, and I'm the only black man in Walla Walla, Washington named Tim Golden. I guarantee it. I love myself. Listen to me, y'all. We are just loving this community. Jason and I are so excited. 
we got guest after guest coming up in the next few months that are going to add value to our brand. And Jason and I are here to stay, man. We're not going nowhere. You know why? Because there's too much nonsense out here in these streets. And Jay and I are just going to come. We're not coming to attack nobody. we just coming to give y'all what we think is needed in this space. And we can't wait to keep the ball rolling. Definitely. We adding value, not just to our brand, but we adding value, hopefully each and every time y'all listen to us, to your lives so that you guys can go and impact others. Yes. Keep, please, y'all, keep listening. Come on to the Motown Story Facebook group. Keep keep interacting. I'm going to be in there at least once a week posting, trying to keep it going. Yo, we, love and, we love y'all. Yeah, and then share, share, definitely share this to each other, man. Share this. This is a this is a real banger for us um, when it comes to the topic that we shared and explored today. Yo, men and women, sisters, maybe wives and spouses or whatever, share this one to a man that you love, a son, um, a, a brother, a father. Share this. Yep. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing, brothers. When you're in it, you can't see it. Nope. And the women in your life can see it light years away. So y'all go ahead and y'all listen, y'all share. And likewise, if you're a woman listening to this, you got a girlfriend caught up in a bad situation, by all means, share with her. Again, we can only talk about things from our point of view. That's what we tried to do today. We're not perfect, but we do love ourselves and we love the Motown Philly family. Thanks, y'all. Until next week. We out of here like Vladimir. We out. Peace. Peace out.